Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was way off. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Justin had to take himself out after that one. All right, welcome in, guys. We got a busy show tonight. Nirvana's <laughs> playing. We got our Starbucks, and it's rainy outside. We're in Seattle. It's exciting. We're excited to see the Seahawks team. At least some of us are. Let's welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. First off, Nick, if you're going to say, oh, yeah, you got to at least run through a wall or have a Kool-Aid shirt on. Something, bro. You got to be referencing it. (laughs) I have an interesting fact about that. Go ahead. All right. And second off, it is going to be raining a lot in Seattle. And it's not going to just be nature. It's going to be a lot of Pete Carroll's tears mixed with a lot of DK Metcalf making it rain with money. <laughs> All right. Well, but, just yes. a prere- prerequisite, Justin is our Niner insider for those just watching. So maybe that's a little bit of the burn coming in onto the Seattle I've been there. I've been waiting for that one. <laughs> been waiting a long time. It's called and, a long time of Russell Wilson. I've been waiting for that one. For indeed, sure. Indeed. Well, like I said, Justin's fired up tonight, not in a good way, but we got some we have some good guests tonight, too. So we're gonna again, we're gonna celebrate all things Seattle. Welcome into the studio, the guy who loves to celebrate other teams. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Hey, I like to celebrate other teams when they're good. Um, so uh yes, I'm I'm here uh as always. And don't forget, don't forget, kids, check out tsfantasy.com. Click on rankings. Look at all the rankings. Why? Because they're always correct. Also, while you're perusing the rankings, when you're done with them, go to Knights of the Roundtable. We have a wonderful writer named Greg O.J. Mayer. He has detailed insights on 
on fantasy football, things to look out for, players to avoid. It's a it's a really great article, and he's a really great, talented writer. So please check it out. And then when you're done, done with that, slide on over to our merchandise section and check out all of our hot merch for the new 2022 season. Absolutely. Even though no new merch is up yet, it is coming soon. Also, they don't know oh, that. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Why? Well, you get all of our great content, but also we have a contest. We have a signed Leroy Butler jersey. It's here. We want to give it back to the people. He gave it to us to give to you, and that's what we're doing. Hall of Fame weekend, we're giving it away. All you have to do to enter is hit subscribe. It's literally that easy. Easy, speezy, get signed up. And again, Hall of Fame weekend will be giving that away, so you want to check that out. Nick alluded to TSSFantasy.com, all the latest and greatest on there. Just also don't forget, we have the show on your Fantasy League as well. You'll want to take your Fantasy League to the next level. Check that out all on TSSFantasy.com. Also, again, it's getting fantasy time, so you want to get on Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100, and we're going to have great contests this year. It's going to include Gatorland tickets, Miami Dolphin tickets, all kind of great prizes because all we have all kind of great content. Nick, why do we have all this great stuff? Because we can. And most importantly, most importantly, it's because we are the fantasy show of the people. The fantasy show, the people indeed. Again, we're in Seattle. The Nirvana's on. The Starbucks is hot. And it's rainy outside. And the doc is here for a house call. Let's check it out. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in, and I hope you brought your raincoats because we are sleepless in Seattle. Very excited to be here. I love Seattle as a city. Always wanted to visit. Super excited to talk about this team that unfortunately looked like take a bit of a downturn this season. Dr. Jeffrey Miller, welcome into the studio. It is great to be here. As always, when we talk about the Seahawks, we're going to be quoting Coach Pete Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> As always, indeed. <laughs> Coach uh, Coach Carroll, always good for a quote or two, to say the least. All right, let's go on to the running game, something Coach Carroll doesn't really like to lean on that much, but probably going to have to lean on it this year with maybe Geno Smith at the helm this year. So going to have to lean on this running game a little bit. Let's go right away into Chris Carson because we've talked about him extensively on this show. I mean, even making comparisons to the uh, WWE with Edge and all those um, uh, cervical injuries that re- made those wrestlers retire. Again, very dangerous area to ha- to be affected, especially for football. Give me Chris Carson's, uh, looks like he may play this season, and his percent to the bench. <laughs> Yeah, Carson was one of last preseason's most frequently mentioned players in the house call. You know, anybody who listened to this segment heard us talk about Carson week after week. Last year, he was a preseason 80% of the bench, and I came in low on him. You know, he should have been higher. Um, you know, and after appearances in four games last year, I was hoping that this season was going to be different. 
The last time we spoke about him on this show was a quote from Coach Pete Carroll. He said, we'll see how that goes, right, after just a debacle of a return. And so to kind of catch everybody up to date, he had cervical fusion late last year. It was originally described as successful, and they were expecting him back by spring. But there appears to be evidence to the contrary. It wasn't cleared for OTAs. And now Coach Pete Carroll saying, we won't know for some time here. We can't predict it yet. So there's a little bit of uncertainty that we're waiting on. That doesn't sound overly promising to me. His one-year contract may be a sign of no confidence. Last year, he was 80% of the bench. Sadly, this year, we're going to say 95. And part of me thinks it's going to be 100. Mm, Yeah, sad story to say the least. Um, Like I said, not an area, especially in an impact sport like football, you want to have injured, to say the least. All right, well, let's go on to... Um, an eventual, the incumbent, so to speak, but, you know, having maybe some issues coming into camp, but right now projected to be the starter, Rashad Penny. What say you on his injuries and his percent to the bench this year? So Penny's played in just 37 games over four seasons, which puts him right at about nine games a season. And even though last year was his most fantasy productive with over 12 points per game PPR, and even though he had four big games, it doesn't change his nine game per season average. And it's really tough to go in all in on a guy who plays nine games a season. And we're getting the usual off season quotes from Penny. He said, quote, I feel amazing, but regardless of how he feels today with that nine game played per season average, kind of like we talked about with Darren Waller, he becomes a 93% of the bench player for at least one game. He's going to be sitting on the sideline. So at 93%, he's 50% more likely than your average back to spend time, again, at least one game sitting on the bench this season. When your veteran backs um, are a high percent to the bench, like Doc saying, definitely take a flyer on the rookie. Kenneth Walker could be primed to take that starting role and be that guy for Seattle this year. So watch out for that. All right, Doc, we appreciate you. We're going to close it out one last time in L.A. We'll see you tomorrow. See you then. So obviously that recorded a little bit prior to the Chris Carson news. Uh, Ironically, as we brought up how, you know, those wrestlers had to retire because of those injuries. Um, So, yeah, ended up unfortunately having sad news for Chris Carson. Um, But again, as I did mention, you know, Kenneth Walker now becomes definitely a name to watch fantasy wise. So definitely we'll be talking about him a little bit more later. All right, we're going to bring in our little promo, bring in our guest. We got Scott Engel and Kevin Wilson tonight to talk some Seattle Seahawks. Let's bring in the 12th man. You know, it's really interesting, all these songs I've been finding for this tour, for sure. Well, let's welcome into the studio, Scott Engel. Welcome in, friend. Let's go. We're going to party some Seattle. Welcome into the studio, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, great song, uh, hankering back to the Legion of Boom Days, which I very like. Uh, 
thanks for having me. You can actually check me out at thegameday.com. And I'm the official uh, fantasy writer for the, the website of the Seattle Seahawks. If you go to their fantasy page right now, I have my countdown of the 12 greatest fantasy Seahawks of all time this week. Ooh. Nice. I love it. I mean, Sean Alexander and Steve Largent definitely got to be up there for sure. Kevin Wilson, the man that loves to come belly up. Welcome <laughs> into the studio, sir. Oh, Commissioner Cooper, it's always great to be here. And uh, I thought that you might bring, you know, something like uh, from the 80s up there in the Pacific Northwest, you know, something from Heart or Quarter Flash or somebody like that. So those are the two bands that I Hollywood support. You know, I Googled a bunch of Seattle songs. Unfortunately, I've noticed when I go off, like, you know, the, the, the fan songs, uh, my stuff gets muted. It's the, uh, my promos get muted on Facebook or something. So decided to go more that route. But, yeah, I feel you. I was going to go something more. Gr- I was actually going to go, like, grungy, grunge rock is what I was going to go for you guys. But, you know. Hey. Actually, if you, you would have went Jimi Hendrix, you couldn't have gone. Got gone wrong. The most, mm. uh, arguably, the most famous musician ever come out of Seattle, and they have a statue of him in downtown. So and there's and there's yeah. definitely no argument here. That yeah. definitely would have been a solid choice. All yeah. right, let's. My music choice sucks tonight. All right, what do you want? All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right let's get it started. Let we're talking Seattle Seahawks football. Let's talk about the 2022 outlook for Seattle. Last year, of course, seven and ten, no playoffs. We know the issues with. Um, Russell Wilson being injured, um, obviously, definitely hampered last year. Offensively, 20th uh, in yardage overall, 16th in points scored, um, 11th rushing, which actually was very impressive to me, and 23rd um, in the in the past. Defensively, 28th um, overall in yardage. You were 12th um, in points against. That was actually pretty impressive as well. 17th um, in rush yards um, versus the rush yards. 31st versus the pass. So that's definitely um, a bugaboo for you there as well. Lost in the offseason. Obviously, the big loss, Russell Wilson, which kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. Big loss for you guys there, obviously. Bobby Wagner as well, another big loss for you guys. Safety, DJ Reed, um, and tight end Gerald Everett also is gone. Um, you did add uh, Quentin Jefferson, uh, defensive tackle, guard Austin Blight. And I can't pronounce this linebacker's name, Uchana Nuoso. I hope I did it somewhat of service. Um, we drafted, obviously, Kenneth Walker. I mentioned him earlier. We also went defensive end with Boy Mate. Um, if Again, if I'm writing these down correctly. Defensive end, Tyreek Smith um, as well. Cornerback, Kobe Bryant. And spell with a C, though, not with a K. And uh, Tyreek Wooten as well. Um, he did go receiver um, towards the end of the draft. Also with Bo Melton and Derek Young as well. So, you know, just to be quite frank, again, um, you know, no one cares what I think. But unfortunately, you know, I've been Mr. Rogers throughout the summer vacation, boosting up a lot of these teams. I just don't I, it's really hard for me to boost this team. I mean, um, you know, with the question at quarterback, is it Drew Locke? Is it Geno Smith? Is it someone that we don't know yet? Maybe Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. If this you know, if that happens, you know, but right now as this team currently stands, I'm looking again at six to seven wins for the Seahawks. But again, who cares what I think? We got experts in. Scott, we'll go to you first. Give me your 2022 outlook for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, obvious, thanks. And obviously, I, you know, everybody's focusing on the quarterback, which makes a lot of sense. You know, it's a quarterback-driven driven league. Uh, I don't see a change coming at this point. I could be wrong. Uh, but when you get into camp, 
You want to start to have continuity with the guys who are running the offense and learning the playbook. So it comes down to Geno Smith versus Drew Locke. They feel like Geno Smith knows the playbook better, but Pete Carroll says uh, that Drew Locke is catching up. Uh, I think, you know, everybody says Carroll wants to ground and pound like, you know, he has Earl Campbell back there or something like that. Or, uh, you know, even when he had Marshawn Lynch, the Seattle offense is more about having optimum balance to run the ball, but also have his quarterback take some deep shots when it's right. It's, it, it, you know, that's the thing. Russell Wilson wanted the offense build around him. He wanted, he wanted to cook, but you know, Pete Carroll, I think had a different vision about that. He wants more balance. And even though, you know, these quarterbacks are like kind of unexpiring to a lot of people looking at them from the outside, there are strong playmakers for any quarterback that would play back there when you look at DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Noah Fant, who I've always liked a lot, may benefit a lot from a change of scenery. He's too big for defensive backs. He's too fast for linebackers. Maybe a change of scenery will do him some good uh, offensively because we're talking fantasy, though. Everybody has talked about the line. Oh, the line's so terrible. The line – always seemed to block pretty well for the run. It was with the pass with Wilson always getting sacked. And I think you have to put part of that onto Wilson because he would always try to extend a play. So one of two things would happen. You'd get a spectacular, exciting play, or you would take a sack. So you're putting a lot on the linemen, you know, to hold their blocks kind of longer. So I, I think it'll be better for the offensive line. They're improving. They drafted two tackles, uh, so I think this team might be more competitive than a lot of people are saying uh, for fantasy purposes. I think obviously you have to downgrade Metcalf and Lockett, but uh, Metcalf I think will be more of a mid to low range fantasy wide receiver too. Tyler Lockett is the 38th quarterback wide receiver off of the board, 38th wide receiver off the board according to Fantasy Pros ADP. That makes him a little bit of a bargain, I think. You know, it's not like these guys are never going to move the ball. I think people are overrating the quarterback changes a little bit. Running back, if you have three scenarios, I think, and I'll try to be more concise on this. Either Penny stays healthy and he runs away with the job. They split carries or Penny gets injured and again. And Kenneth Walker, who looks great on Phil, is going to become a high-end fantasy running back number two. So I think – this team will be maybe, you know, eight wins and not make the playoffs and downgraded fantasy expectations, I think, but not completely irrelevant. And defensively, uh, they're going to be more aggressive under Clint Hurt. It's not going to be the Legion of Boom years, but I think they'll be respectable. Let's see what happens at cornerback. You mentioned the draft picks. Sidney Jones played last year. Jamal Adams stays healthy. Uh, the safeties will still be very good. And if you play an IDP, Jordan Brooks is a tremendous linebacker. Yeah, and like you mentioned, you know, you guys were pretty decent against the pass last year. Or, excuse me, pre- uh, not pretty decent against the pass last year. Pretty decent against the rush last year um, anyway. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Scott, listen, you just covered it all basically in the first go-around. Got to love it. <laughs> Eight wins. I mean, you know, that's right around, you know, like I said, that's not far off from seven um, six, seven wins, kind of like what we're looking at. And, you know, it all depends, of course, where the ball, uh, you know, tumbles as well. Kevin, what say you, my friend? What What is your prediction for Seattle this year? Well, you know, Scott, you're you're a lot more optimistic 
about the Seahawks coming into the season than I am. Maybe a little too they're, much, they're, I don't know. They're, you know, it, 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 it pains me to say these sort of things because there's not a bigger Seattle Seahawks fan to be found in this, these United States of America. All right. So, but when, when they made the trade and, and sent Russell Wilson to Denver and I saw that they got Drew Locke back, I said at that point, do not tell me that Drew Locke is the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Well, here we are in late July. And Drew Locke isn't even the starting quarterback at this point in time. I just read today that Geno Smith is still in the lead. And the fact that we got Geno Smith and we got Drew Locke dueling for the starting quarterback position makes me want to weep. All right. It's by far the worst quarterback situation to be found anywhere short of, I don't know. Um, SMU, that's what I'm in Dallas. SMU <laughs> may be having better quarterbacks than Seattle right now. So that makes me sad. And I think if, if they win five games this year, I will be surprised. All right. Unless they make a surprise move and go and get Justin's Jimmy Garoppolo, which doesn't seem like that's going to happen at this point because they could have went and got Baker. And, and it wouldn't have cost them a whole lot at either capital or to have to pay him, but they didn't do that. And so I liked some of the moves they made on the offensive line. They used a first-round pick. I was ecstatic in the first round when they did not take Willis. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And got the offensive lineman. I was happy about that. And so I think the offensive line is going to be better. And... And Rashad Penny, I was reading today that he is in great shape. That's what Carol said. And that's always code for, well, how come he wasn't in great shape before now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what that says to me. And uh, and he was also talking about that they've got more team speed than they may have ever had, which which is all good, unless you don't have a quarterback that can utilize that team speed. And so – um, when I was looking at the rankings, Geno Smith is the 35th ranked quarterback this year, which is really interesting because there are not 35 teams in the NFL. So that does not breed me with any kind of confidence. And so I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a Seattle guy and I'll be cheering for him 
but I just don't see them. They're going to be battling for the first pick in the draft next year. Kevin bringing the sunshine and lollipops tonight. (laughs) Nick, And don't forget the unicorns, all right? I'm bringing those as well. Nick, let's say you are the Seahawks. I have a feeling it's not going to be any better. I'm so happy that you went to me first before Justin. Um, So (laughs) uh, I'm going to say coming into the season right now, your offensive line is ranked 25th. Kevin just said that their projected starting quarterback is ranked 35th out of 32 teams. That's not good. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. That's called math. All right. And that's not good. Secondly, Individual units. I didn't even look at the, the special teams because they ain't going to matter. Your D-line is right, and this is all from PFF.com. Your D-line is ranked 29th. Your linebackers are ranked 8th, which is phenomenal. But your D-backs are worth 30th. Okay? So uh, you're going to be on the field a lot defensively. Uh, you're going to need the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th, and the 16th man. Okay. Come on, to, Nick. Be 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 a little be a little you know gentle. gentle. That's right. To to um to help facilitate the uh what's what I'm looking for? The the transition. Okay. Um right now I have you guys winning three games. Uh the reason why the reason why you don't we talked about this off air. You didn't go and get Jimmy Garoppolo is because you're tanking on purpose. Uh, when you go into a quarterback, uh, I'm sorry, when you go into a season and you choose to go with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, you are tanking on purpose. Jimmy will get you too many wins. You guys are already on the clock. Okay. So doon, 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 doon. You're, you're already on that clock. Okay. <laughs> so I have you at three and 15. You're going to see more passes this Sunday, the Sundays in Seattle at the fish market than, than you are at CenturyLink Field. So, uh, get used to watching your, your defense. Can, uh, Penny better be in great shape because that's code for, eh, he's, he's the best we got. And then I like Kenneth Walker. I looked at, I just looked up Kenneth Walker stats last year, albeit Michigan State. He had 1600 yards and 18 touchdowns. Um, the year before, he, when he was at Wake Forest, uh, he had 579 yards and 13 touchdowns. So, so he's got a nose for the end zone. Your line just got to get him in there. But uh, again, you're tanking. Uh, you're you already have C.J. Stroud in sights, and you're going to lose as many games as you have to to get him. Nick, I think used all his one-liners in that one take. Yeah, he's done for the one-liners the rest of the show. (laughs) Well, oh no, I got some more. Uh, You just wait. He, well, he had it written down. He was ready tonight. But no, they're all up here, sir. They're all up here. All right, Justin. What say you? All right, be nice, Justin. Be nice. I don't think I. I don't think I have anything left. That was the most epic roast of the Seattle Seahawks. That made me feel proud. I was over here like, yeah, Flanders, let's go. <laughs> that was fantastic, and that's what they call math, guys. That's what they call math. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so now that Nick's gotten it out of the way, I was actually going to suggest three and four wins. Um, you guys, when I look down the schedule, the most I see you guys coming out with a six. 
Um, the realistic one for me is three, but that's because you guys obviously have a plan. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Everybody knows what the plan is. The plan is to go get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever ends up looking the best this off this um, upcoming college season. And then working that around your newly signed mega talent, DK Metcalf, who just got his money and is back in town. I mean, you can't teach 6'4 and sub 4'3 speed. You just cannot. I'm sorry. I don't care how hard you shake your head, Nick. You cannot teach that. And no, no, no. It's just so puzzling that he signed because they're going nowhere this year. I don't Well, care. yeah, but I mean – he he, saw, he got his money in, you know. He signed for the money, Nick. Come on. He Not got his hurt. money, in, and next year they're going to be going somewhere when he gets CJ Stroud throwing him the ball next year. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Nick already back. knows where I'm going. Anyways, I mean. <laughs> be nice, Justin. Be nice. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm not going to rip into you guys. Um, I'll leave that for the season. I'll enjoy it every single time I go to Buffalo Wild Wings and see the 49ers, see Nick Bosa, Sack and Geno Smith, or Drew Locke. <laughs> I'll save it for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to call spade a spade. You guys are having a rebuild year. There's no sugarcoating. You guys are just pretty much going out there, and you need to secure talent for the future. You need to make sure no offense coming back. You need to make sure you know who it is, Penny or Walker, going forward. And, you know, I liked what you guys did with the offensive line. Getting your offensive tackles secured, that's a big thing going forward. So, overall, you guys are going in the right direction. You guys will just have to take a hiccup here. It's no biggie. I, 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 I think – I think the truth of where they win, maybe eight wins, I overstated. I think it's kind of in the middle between me and me and Kevin. And Kevin certainly made me laugh because I'm here in New York, even though I followed the Seahawks since 1984. And although it sounds like we're talking about a, a preseason Jets outlook, the way we're talking, about it. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to be as disgustingly bad as maybe maybe Nick does. With, with all due respect. I feel like Pete Carroll is always going to feel feel the competitive team. I remember when the Legion of Boom, when it was done in 2017, and then it went into 2018, and everybody said they were going to win four games because they had no more Legion of Boom, and that didn't happen. They made the playoffs. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think you guys but are But they right still have Russell Wilson. They did. I was going to say that, yes. But what I'm saying is, is I think this reminds me of 2011. It was the year before, a little bit of 2011. the year before Wilson was drafted. They had Lynch and they had the Legion of Boom, and they had Tavares Jackson and Charlie Whitehurst, the quarterback, and they won seven games. I think that team was a little better, So, but I don't think this team is going to be so bad. Three wins, you're going to flip off the television either. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I'm not going to flip off the gotta hope you're right, there, is, there is a bar <laughs> here in Dallas that shows Seattle games exclusively, and so if I could go there and see more than than our predicted, my predicted five wins, that bar is going to be closed. As we transition, good good segue, Kevin. Let's talk about best game on the schedule. We'll just start with you, Kev. Give me the most, like, game you're most excited for this year. Well, any other answer than the very first game is wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Simply stated, it's wrong. Because you got Monday Night Football, all right? Russell Wilson's making his debut with the Denver 
Bronco. And where is he making that debut? In the same field that he just got done playing for the last, what, nine years or so? And so that game, we have to win that game. We can lose the, lose the other 15 after that, as far as I'm concerned. We need to win that game, all right, so that they can have a little bit of pride going forward and say, hey, look it, we took down the guy who wanted out of town. He, we, he, we let him out of town, and we beat him anyway. Man. So it's that very first game. The rest of them don't matter. It's almost like the NFL uh, wrote this for, I mean, literally week one. Think about that. You got Russell Wilson returning Seattle. You also got Baker Mayfield, you know, playing. I mean, the I, it's just, this is, it'd be, you got to love the NFL. Scotty, let's go to you, <laughs> sir. Give me most favorite game on the schedule for you this year. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's there's any other answer than that. I know I know Nick is going to say Week Four against Detroit because he thinks that's going to be their one win, but I don't agree with that. Um, I said you get three. <laughs> no, I don't have you winning against Detroit. I, I think while you're while you're thinking it through, you might go down to one. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's got to be it's got to be the first week, you know. But if you want to pick a second most compelling game on the schedule, it, you know, it's it's probably be week seventeen against the Jets because, and that's not even looking at it from a Seahawks perspective. It is because Jamal Adams is always the focus between Jets. Uh, Jet, whenever Jet fans talk about the Seahawks, they talk about Jamal Adams. And if the C- if the Jets are actually on their way to the playoffs and the Seahawks can spoil that for them, that is another game to watch. It's like the first week is so obvious. So I was digging through the rest of the schedule saying, what else could be a compelling matchup? And I think playing the Jets, you know, because it's week 17 and once, you know, one team might, the Jets have really improved on offense. They might make a, there's an outside shot. They could make a playoff push. And if Jamal Adams and the Seahawks can spoil that, then maybe they have some momentum going into next season. Yeah, I like that. That's a good game. Listen, we're running, we're running a little bit, but <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit behind tonight. And we already know Justin's going to say the Niners, and Nick's probably going to play some. That's not true. Stuff. You don't know so, anything. So either way, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Nick. That's what I Get was going to say. The CJ Stroud Bowl. Get it out, get it out, get it out. Okay, All right. uh, I picked Atlanta because that's going to be the most competitive game. Break, we get back to Fantasy Feud, Seahawks time. We'll be right back. We love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. See you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. 
All right, Scott comes in at a bit of a disadvantage because Kevin has played Fantasy Feud before, so he kind of gets the gist of it. Just so you know, Scott, just like Family Feud, essentially, we're going to have five uh, answers on the board. I'm going to ask a question. Unfortunately, I don't have a fancy buzzer, so you just have to shout out your answer. If you're correct, then you get hold of the round. If you can close out the round without getting three strikes, you, you earn, obviously, the round. If not, Kevin will get a chance to steal. Pretty much the same just as Family Feud. That's pretty much the deal. Um, all right. Now that we pretty much somewhat maybe understand the rules, it's time to play the feud. Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Seahawks experts in the house. All right. Top five answers on the board. Here's your first question. All time, I'm looking for all time in Seattle history reception touchdown leaders of all time. That'd be Steve Largent. Steve Largent. So Steve Largent is correct. You will get control of this round, Kevin. He is number one with 100 TDs. All right, Kevin, what else you got? We don't, have a, we don't have a buzzer, but I raised my hand because I had the same oh. answer. I didn't know how you had, it yeah, you got it. You just got to shout out the answer. So, okay. so he, right. he got he got you on round one. That was one. an let's easy one. Let's see if he can close it out, though. Let's see what else you got, Kev. All right, so let's go with Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Okay. Might be going down the line, number two, 49 on the list. What else you got? Okay, so I'm going to say uh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Or not. <laughs> That's correct. I don't, I don't know what happened there. He's correct. That's number four on the list, 40. He has 45. So you got... Three and five still left available. No strikes. Three and five. Yes, okay. sir. Um, touchdown reception. Re re How long does he touchdown get? Touchdown reception leaders. Oh, he gets three strikes. <laughs> I like Scott's attitude. He wants to get in on this. Right, he knows. He's ready to get in. He's ready to get in. All right, Kev. Um, so you got three, number three and number five still left. No strikes, though. Okay, so um, just say Paul Scanzi and let's get on with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Great touchdown oh, reception against you know, the Chiefs, though. Historic. I, I, I feel pretty proud of myself that I came up with those three answers so far. So I'm going to say that uh, I give me the three strikes and we'll call it a day right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Can Are you kidding now? me? Can I steal now? I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively in a row. I've never, never tried. I've never heard someone concede. <laughs> I know when I know the answer, and I know when I don't know the answer. Scott, you're in, my friend. Who else you got? Number three or five on this list? Daryl Jackson. Daryl Jackson. Scotty with the steal. He steals this round. Uh, Daryl Jackson, number three on this list with 47. And at number five, Joey Galloway. I was going to say that. I thought you give me an opportunity to do another answer there. I was going to say Galloway. If I'm correct, correct, I think Brian Blades is close to that list too. I I only only wrote down five. Nick, you got uh, where Brian Blades is on the list? I did. He... Yeah, he's seven, and I X'd it out. But I remember that he was seven. I don't remember how many exactly he had, but he was seven. Number Brian seven, Blades had 34. Scotty, Brian. 34, that's it. Stealing round one. Let's go to round two. <laughs> this is going to really test your fanhood. Let's go to opponents. Start getting opponents in your mind. Remember, Scotty, just shout out the answer. Top five answers on the board. Here's your question. In all-time Seahawks history, give me the teams you have the – you have the best winning percentage against. Best winning percentage against. I'm going to say, say Justin San Francisco 49ers. I said it's Scotty. First. Scotty beat you. <laughs> Scotty, go. Scotty beat you in on that. 49ers. Maybe it was nope. for the last 10 years, I was thinking. Kev, what say you, sir? Okay, so that's incorrect. All right. So. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Get ready to hold that over Justin the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. Okay, so I'm going to say the now Los Angeles Chargers. The L.A. Chargers. Is this and total here, wins or winning percentage? And winning Win percentage, percentage all winning time. Percentage. Oh. So if you um, play a team one one time, they win once, that's a thousand that counts. Right. Is there like a minimum times that they play no. these guys? Or? No. No? Okay. No, but, they, but they have to be active NFL franchise. That was the one thing I did take out. Like, you know, it's not the – not you're not playing the Miami Seahawks, you know, basically. <laughs> that, that makes so. it tough. Okay. All right. Scott, you're up, man. We got, well, we got uh, 30 teams to go. What else you got? Okay, might be a long game because this is a very, very uh, deep question. But I'm going to say they beat them the first seven times they played them. I'm going to say the Jets. The J-E-T-S Jets. Good guess, but no. Kev? Okay, so. All right, you mentioned it earlier, Nick. How about the Atlanta Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons. All right. Kev gets the round. It is uh, Falcons are number four on this list. You guys all-time are 12 and six all-time. Now, Kevin, do you want to keep your two other strikes or do you you just want to get rid of them now? (laughs) (laughs) We can move this along real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Who else you got, Kev? 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm Mike and we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com/teamready. Okay, so um let's go with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Uh oh. Somebody study. Cleveland Browns. Uh-oh. We are on the move now. They are number three. You guys number are three. You guys are thirteen and six all time against the Cleveland Browns. All right. Who else you got? Uh okay. So how about the sorry Dallas Cowboys? The sorry <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Okay. All right. One strike remaining. Still some meat One on the One strike boat. remaining. Okay. Um, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. All right, Detroit's number five on this list, 10 and five. You guys are 10 and five all time. You're missing the number one and number two on this list. Okay, so then let's go with the New York Jets. It was already said, but like Wheel of Fortune, sucks for you. Oh hell no! It was wrong twice. Wrong. It was wrong twice. (laughs) All right, Scott, you got the number one and number two teams on this list at your discretion. Do you have the guess? I'm going to say the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. Houston Texans number one on this list. You guys are four and one all time against the Houston Texans. Number two, including a great win in 2013, in which they were trailing by about three touchdowns and came back on on a very famous that Kevin will remember Richard Sherman interception for a touchdown and won the game in overtime. And when that's right. That's now right. we're adding. I do recall that. Now we're adding history to fantasy. There is no extra credit right. here. So, so, yeah. uh, all right, number. You two get it all the, when you tune into this show. That's for sure. That's it. Number two on this list: the Panthers, eight and three all time. That was my other answer. Ooh, okay, because they beat them like what three or four years in a row. Jaguars too. All on the road. Scott's up 2-0. Kev, if he gets this one, it's night night. 
Top night, night. five, top five answers on the board. We're gonna go opposite end of the last question all time. Give me the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Pittsburgh I'm gonna Steelers. say the Denver Broncos. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I heard first, and it was wrong. Kevin said Broncos. The Denver Broncos. Kev, this is the third round you've gotten. You better take it home or Scott's going to take it away from you. Is that the number Broncos, one answer? Bro, no, Broncos actually are number two on this list. Number two. Uh, you're at okay, 19, so, 19 and 35 all time against the Broncos. Hey, so, all right, so let's go with the team I hated the most as a teenager, the Raider. The Raiders. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good to know that they don't have the worst record against them. So that's good to know. All All right, so the – still got two strikes, sorry. (laughs) I gave him an answer. Okay, (laughs) the Green Bay Packers. (laughs) The Green Bay Packers. Over the last 10 years, that might have been the right answer, though. Yeah, that's got to be one of the right answers of the last 10 years right there. Yeah. But tonight, Especially in the postseason. Okay, so um, let's go with the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Good answer, good answer. Chiefs are number three on this list, 19 and 33 against the oh, Chiefs. No. Okay. All right. You got number one, four, and five. Still remember. Number one, four, and five. Okay. How about the Cincinnati Bengals? The Cincinnati Bengals. Stop it. Get some help. Scott, what say you, my friend? You got the number one, the number two, and or sorry, number one, number four, and number five at your disposal here. Do you have? I'm gonna have to stay within the last ten years, although I am a Seahawks historian. The only team that Russell Wilson had a losing record with against while while a quarterback for the Seahawks, the Rams, the L.A. Rams. Although it might be last 10 years, not all time. So on this list, you have numero uno, the Washington Commanders, if you will now. Six they didn't play him yet. Team all time. Well, you know, the franchise. Um, num- number four on this list. America's team, the Miami Dolphins, own that booty five and eight all time against the Dolphins. And number five, the Saints, six and nine all time against New Orleans Saints. All right, we're running up against time, so I got to apologize, Kev. Even though you won that last round, you still are tonight's loser. I hate to say it. So congratulations to Scott. Appreciate you knowing your Seahawks info. You are tonight's winner.
And Kev, I know you know already, but I got to do it. You know, got to do I, it. You got to do what you got to do. I know, and I, I cut you short. I apologize, but you know, you lost. What are you gonna do? You know? So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> All right, good job. Well, that's, great, that, great that thing is right to the innermost part of your soul. You know what I'm talking about? Indeed. And, hey, listen, you played a great game tonight, Kev. We appreciate you. You know, you're a friend of the show. We love you as always. Let's take a quick break. We come back. Fantasy show, fantasy show of the people. We got a fantasy. We got two fantasy experts in the building. We're going to talk fantasy. Crazy enough. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less, we got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Mike, night, night, sorry, and now possible trade. You're on your way. (laughs) Now we want to bring that professional fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the Peace. The Fantasy Show of the People indeed. As I said, we got fantasy experts in the building tonight. It's fantasy time. I hope you're ready. So when we talk about fantasy, we obviously go right away to the quarterback. Excuse me. That's the first position we talk about here on our show. Quite frankly, you know, again, as we talked about it earlier, not really sure where to place these guys. That's why we got these experts in the building. Because if it's Geno Smith, I mean, you know, I mean, Drew Locke, I mean, some possibilities there. Um, But we talked about, I think Scott alluded to it earlier, you know, this offense might not be as bad as we expect it to be. Because, look, you know, I talked about it with Miami about Tyree Kill and, you know, they talked about Tua's limitations. You could put anyone back there with those receivers and kind of the same thing here in Seattle. Um, You know, you got two really good guys and yeah. They might not win ball games for you, but fantasy wise, they may put up some points for you. So it's really who wins this job uh, to me is where where we, when we really talk about ranking these guys, and then of course see if someone else comes in. Justin, what say you, sir? You didn't tell me what your rank was. What did you? Rank I because them? I don't really have one yet. That's that was <laughs> if you were listening to my whole 
my whole explanation, I don't have a rank because <laughs> I don't know who were their placed yet. Okay, so uh, I will rank them at 33. <laughs> right. It'll, be, it'll just point. be a slice in the middle. Right. It's Dino or it's Drew. Um, obviously, Drew offers you a little bit more, but he also offers you a lot of interceptions. I mean, this guy has 20 interceptions and 21 starts. Right, come on, that's that's terrible. Uh, Gino is more of a game manager, uh, has a little bit more mobil- mobility with his legs, but the reality is, like you said, Coop, I mean, they're not going to win you any games. I don't think they're going to win you any fantasy weeks either. I mean, when, when it all comes down to it, like the guys that are getting like those – Last-minute touchdowns and stuff like that, they got to have something to them. You know, Jalen Hurts had a rushing upside that he could get into the end zone. You know, some of these guys, sometimes Zach Wilson had, you know, he had an arm so he could throw a long ball at the end of games. Geno Smith and Drew Locke, uh, I don't really see what they have to them. I mean, other than DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, which we'll talk later on. One one thing I'll say about Geno Smith, he did have a top-10 performance last year. Um in one game, so maybe he can pull it off twice next year. But yeah, I'm not I'm not buying into any of these uh, guys at quarterback. Yeah, Nick. I mean, I, I feel the same. Like I said, where do we place them? What's the re- we got to re- really wait till this camp battle weighs out, and let's see how this you know till we can really position these guys somewhere. Nick, you got anything to add to that? <laughs> Pretty much the same as what you guys have right now. I have Locke at 33. I don't even have Smith ranked because I didn't think that he was going to be a viable option. So uh, until there's a clear-cut winner, uh, 33, and I wouldn't draft either one of them. All right, Scott, what say you, my friend? Where you got these guys at? I have Locke at 32, and I have Geno Smith at 36. I think, you know, to Nick's point, most of them are not going to be drafted in one quarterback leagues, but a lot of people are playing Superflex now. So you can consider both of these guys as a deep pick. I played I play in a one super, very deep Superflex. I took both of them in like the 19th and 20th rounds. So I get whoever wins as, as a backup because, look, I, I, know, I know a lot of people are having fun with this. I was expecting Nick to compare Drew Locke to Dan McGuire, but it didn't happen. Uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of way that's people Nick beat doesn't up know with who, Nick doesn't know who that is, first of all. I know who Dan McGuire is. He's Mark, Mark, Mark McGuire's brother. He wore, he wore number 10. He lasted four weeks in the league. And then, you know, that's it. Right, the job, reality man. of it is, though, is that a career turnaround from Drew Locke would nobody's expecting, but it would not be the most shocking thing in the world. A change of scenery still has talent. He does have mobility, and he does throw the deep ball well enough. You know, and that is what Pete Carroll wants from his quarterback. To Justin's point, he pretty much nailed it overall. Geno Smith does know the Seattle offense better, and you know he'll be he might be more of the adequate game manager. But when you're talking about you want a super flex backup, you know, you you have to consider who is going to win the job and keep the eye on it, especially if you wait till late for your, your third or fourth quarterback. Yeah, I like that indeed, especially in a super flex. Kev, what say you, my friend? Where you got these QBs at? Well, if there was never an argument to not do your draft <laughs> at this point in the season, this, this might be it. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about only if your draft includes having two quarterbacks. All right? If you're in a one-quarterback league, 
These guys have no business being anywhere near your roster. Okay? Doesn't matter how many openings you have or how many roster spots. Perhaps if you're in a two-quarterback league, because any quarterback that's a starter has value in a two-quarterback league. That's Other than that, I'm going to say, because right now, Smith has the lead. So I'm going to put him at 33. Then I'm going to put Drew Locke at 35. And so that could change. And like I said, it makes me makes me weep. And at this point, I would take Rick Marier as my starting quarterback. And I'm sure Scott knows how sorry he was. And uh, Oh, Rick Meyer, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rick, Rick Meyer out of Notre Dame. Oh, no. Yeah, that of Notre Dame. He was, you know, he was he was a high draft pick for the for the Seahawks. Number and one, wasn't it, he? Did, that's yep. right. Number he was two the first round pick. And it did not work out well. But I would still take that over either one of these two guys right now. So, <laughs> hey, listen, listen, Kev. I mean, that's why you're here to give it to us straight. That's why we got you on the show. Yep, that's and, why I'm and, here. I'll, I'll yet, give it to you straight, even though it's you know it, it's one of those you, where you want, and you want to cry as you said. You, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, somebody call Matt Flynn. Long out of town. You're watching the show, and, and, and the dog just got ran down by a car. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, listen, at the end of the Whoa. day, though, I think I think the end message, though, is where all of us right now got them, you know, at the, at the bottom um, until there's somebody solidified here. And that's possible. We could bump one of these guys up a little bit. Like you mentioned, we're talking to QB Lee's, but one of these guys could at least, you know, maybe sniff the end of the 20s maybe or mid-20s maybe depending upon who gets that solid job and like you said if drew locks in place likes to throw the ball deep so that could you know a lot would lock it a lot a lot of good stuff going on so we'll see all right let's go to the running backs um we talked earlier about chris carson retirement retiring unfortunately which um you know actually fortunately for us anyway for fantasy perspective kind of opens up um you know who's going to be the guy um, in Seattle, Rashad Penny looks like to be the main guy. Um, obviously, Kenneth Walker right there, though, with Rashad Penny's injury history. He's just one injury away from, you know, Kenneth Walker all of a sudden becoming this huge fantasy starter. So, um, you know, again, um, like both of these guys right now, though, I have like, <clears throat> excuse me, last year, Rashad Penny, impressively enough, in 10 games was 31st overall. So not too, not too shabby for an injury play, you know, for 10 games. I mean, that's, you know, that's almost half the season and still end up 31st. So not too shabby to say the least. Uh, so again, depending upon what goes on, but I like Rashad Penny to be a top 20, maybe, uh, maybe a, a RB2 type guy. If he stays healthy, Kenneth Walker <clears throat> has big potential. I think it'd be a high end RB2 if he ends up taking things over in Seattle. Justin, what say you, my friend? Uh, these are two guys that I wouldn't mind drafting them both on my same team. And I real I look at it this way. You could have Penny for the start of the season, and then you could have Walker for the cleanup. Um, most likely what's going to happen is Penny is going to start out as the running back, and I think he's got, you know, solid RB3 potential to him. Last year was kind of like a – we, we kind of saw like a little breakout, but then when you really go back and review the numbers, you really look at it and you see, oh, he most of his breakouts came against teams that weren't even like – they were bottom of 10 in defense. Like 
top 10 worst defenses against the run, you know, you got the Bears, you got the Lions, you got the Texans were three of his breakout games. And then the Cardinals, you throw them in there and they were bottom 15 as far as rushing uh, yards allowed as well. So, you know, kind of one of those things that kind of go, okay, well, it was it was cool while it lasted, but is it going to carry over into the next season or was it just kind of a fluke run? Um, he was RB1 from week 14 to week 18 to finish off the season, which is impressive. Um, and like I said, I have no problem going out and grabbing both these guys because they're both on the cheap. The weird thing is, is that Kenneth Walker is getting more value in both redraft and dynasty leagues right now which I would think it would be flopped for at least redraft because, you know, Rashad Penny as of right now is the locked and loaded number one. They've said that. Um, they're Everybody's just kind of assuming, you know, injuries are going to happen because it's always happened to Penny and then, you know, Walker's going to take over. But as of right now, day one, walking in, Rashad Penny, this is his job to lose. So when you have a guy like that going well into like the RB4 range, you take a guy like that because he can give you those off weeks where, you know, he'll have a breakout day like 120 yards and two touchdowns because he's already done that before so like i said this is not a bad roster to think about getting both of them and just riding out the season riding out the hot hand when it happens usually if you take a seahawk back you're already having your mind you're going to handcuff him with some way that's for for sure nick what say you my friend on the the seahawks running backs okay uh i think it's truly going to be a running back bike committee who's who's got the hot hand uh like justin said early on it's going to be penny penny it's it's his job to lose but you know eventually he's going to get hurt uh and mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Uh, Walker's going to take the job. It's just, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's when. And again, uh, look at their schedule. They play some pretty tough, um, defensive teams. So, you know, you're going to, you're going to want to play. If you draft Rashad Penny or Kenneth Walker, you, you got to play them depending on their, on their matchups. Right now, I have, uh, Walker at 33. I have Penny at 40. And right now, uh, you could probably get them, like like we said, cheap. So maybe 12, 13 on. And then uh, they're going to they're gonna be a flex at best. Because, and then, of course, don't worry about um, – don't forget about DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas always seems Let's to not start that, Nick. sneak in there. <laughs> well, look, for like forever, they, they've been saying, oh, it's Penny's year. It's Penny's year. It's Penny's year. It was never Penny's year. It was Penny's weekend. Uh, Penny's three weeks. So, again, I'm going to stand by uh, Penny. 
He's at 40. He's going to start, but he's going to drop. And then Walker's going to eventually take the job by midseason. All right, Scott, where do you got the Seattle running backs? I have Penny at 25. I have Walker at 33. Two things I respectfully disagree with uh, Justin and Nick about is about who they play. I don't focus on that. When Penny put up those numbers, you become a good player by putting up those kind of numbers against the opponents you're supposed to put put them up against. And with looking at the schedule, a lot of schedule analysis, and I'm not saying – you know, Nick did this and just, you know, a lot of schedule analysis based on last year. And if you're a good running back, you're going to have some good games against good teams too. So I'm not worried much about the level of opposition. I don't think DJ Dallas factored in because that's why they drafted Kenneth Walker in a way, because they got so thin one point at running back over the last few years that they brought Marshawn Lynch back at the end of the season. They want to have good depth. Last year they had more injuries they use Dallas out of necessity. Now they have two running backs at the top of the depth chart, so I don't see DJ Dallas playing in. They love him on special teams, and I think that's where he stays. Eventually, maybe a third down back at some point. Uh, but with Penny, you saw a different – not only he, – he carried regularly and was the clear lead back for the first time in his career. And that's why he took advantage, because the vision previously was always to have – if they had a healthy Penny and a healthy Carson to use as, as thunder and lightning, but that didn't happen. They were very rarely healthy at the same time. Penny got the opportunity and he had Adrian Peterson come at the same time and coach him up to not only be explosive, to be physical as well. He was lowering the shoulder and breaking tackles more than we'd ever seen him before in flashes of brilliance in the past. So to, to wrap it up though, uh, there's three scenarios here, like I said earlier. Penny continues to play at that level of last season, and Kenneth Walker is just going to have to, you know, be happy with what he gets. Or they had, they do like Carroll wanted to do with Carson and with Penny and have them share so neither one gets overworked or overexposed to injury. Or the third scenario, which Nick raised, where Penny doesn't stay healthy, and Kenneth Walker looks fantastic on film. He's got vision. He jukes. He makes people miss. He's elusive. He can hit the crease in the open field and be gone. If Rashad Penny gets injured, Kenneth Walker could have at least high in RB, RB Fantasy 2 uh, potential. So there, there's a lot of ups. There's questions in this Seattle backfield. But there's also a tremendous amount of upside if either one of these guys gets the greater share of the carries for any reason. Absolutely. Totally agree. Kev, what say you, my friend, on the Seattle running backs? Well, it's almost impossible to believe, but I have uh, them ranked at the same position as Nick does at 33 and 40. Okay? And that is just simply based on – Hold on, Nick. Don't get too celebratory just yet. All right. That's because Penny, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. If he's healthy, then he moves immediately into the top 20, maybe in top 15. We saw what he did coming down the stretch last year. He even had over a 200-yard game. All right. How many running backs had over a 200-yard game a year ago? Probably not a lot. So if he gets – and that's a big if, though. If he can stay healthy – and their offensive line works out kind of the way we think it's going to work out. They're going to have some room to run out there. 
And as far as Walker's concerned, if I'm in Dynasty, I'm taking Walker before I take Penny, simply because of the upside. And not that that Penny is that much older than he. It's not like he's been around for eight years or whatever. But still, Walker, I, he's got. And I was reading today that the, that they're explosive. Now that might just be training camp, you know, trying to rah rah people and all that sort of thing. But I think Walker. If he plays up to his potential, has a lot of potential. And so I would take him in, in, in Dynasty and just see how things work. And uh, Scott said it. There's a lot of, lot of questions here. They could be answered with exclamation points or they could be answered, you know, the car went off the road and it's sitting upside down in the ditch right now. So both of those possibilities could happen here. Jeez, so morbid tonight, Kevin. I know, right? Let's <laughs> like, get on to the killing dogs, the- flipping cars. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, Road so rich. I didn't have the, the dog getting hit. Some, someone right. eating his cornflakes this morning. All right, let's go on <laughs> to the receiving threats. Uh, we'll just wrap them all in with the tight end as well. Um, obviously Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, there really isn't no other debating. I mean, number 11 and number 10 last year, um, receivers, I mean, the two, one of the best combos, if not the best combos in the league, uh, going right now. Um, again, I talked about earlier, I mean, it doesn't matter. Geno Smith drew lock. I mean, these guys are still going to eat, uh, no matter who's throwing them the ball. It's just a matter of how much can they get them the ball really is going to be the main question. Um, you know, Freddie Swain, Dwayne Eskridge were some other names that I saw mixed in there. Again, that's why we got our experts in. You guys can tell me a little bit about those guys because I haven't really seen much. Noah Fant, we'll just bring up the tight end position. Last year in Denver, Whitlock a little bit, 13th, or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever it may, may have been, uh, 13th. And so this year right now, I got him 15th. With uh, Tyler Lockett this year, I got him 15th, and I have um, – I'm sorry, no, DK Metcalf I have 15th, and I have Tyler Lockett 23 is where I have them uh, prospectively this year. Justin, what say you, my friend, on the Seahawks all-receiving attack? Um, yeah, so I'm not getting too much into the Freddie Swain, Dwayne Eskridge. Freddie Swain, <laughs> a lot of what his was – is that, Yeah, yeah, a lot of what his was was that – uh, Russell Wilson really liked him and liked his work ethic in practice. He was he was a more of a rust guy than anything else, I would say. But um, as far as you know, Metcalf, Metcalf ate when Gino was in for those four weeks, um, and, and you know he had some pretty good you know effort. I think for that stretch between week five and week eight, he was actually the number four wide receiver in fantasy football. So you know he's gonna he's gonna love it having you know Geno Smith there because Geno Smith loves to just you know air him out the ball to him and you know against Lockett Lockett was not so favorable. Um, he had one good game, but at the same time you know he was also targeted eight times a game. I'm talking about Lockett, so I think they can be fed. Um, it's about the quality of targets they're getting now, right? Obviously, it's a significant downgrade being from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith. Um, you know, Russ has a nice touch. Russ and Tyler had a great connection when it was, you know, open field, street ball type of play. Russ, like uh, Scott was saying earlier on, had his little spin move. He'd roll out to the right side and then he'd find Lockett coming back 
on a slant route or uh, coming back on an out route, and boom, first down. That's what they would do. That was their key. That was what was getting Lockett his yards, and that was what was you know making the offense roll at times. So I don't know if he's going to have that same connection with Geno. Like I said, they had one good week. Gino definitely favored Metcalf a little bit more. I have Metcalf right now at 17. I have Gina or I have Lockett at 29. Um, easily it could be, you know, it could change. It could vary, but I think that Metcalf is definitely going to eat a little bit more. And now that he's got his contract. They're definitely going to want to feed him a little bit more. I don't know if Lockett is going to be around for much longer. I think that they might be trying to move on to maybe. You know, Eskridge, who came out last year, he was a little shifty guy, maybe a slot receiver going forward. I don't think he's anything to play in fantasy this year. And like I said, Freddie Swain, I think, was more of a Russ Wilson guy than anything else. So I'm out on those guys. But I think that Lockett and Metcalf, where you get them is going to matter, but they still have a lot of value. Yeah, no, they definitely will have value. And they're quarterback dependent, to say the least. Nick, what say you, my friend? Okay, so let's let's start off um, with DK Metcalf's contract. Uh, he just signed a three-year, seventy-two million dollar extension. Uh, again, it's it's just boggling to me because the fact that where this where this team is going, I don't think Pete Carroll is going to be there for the remainder of his contract, and it's just it's just odd to me. Um, so with that with that being said. You know, they call Portland Rip City. They're going to be calling Seattle Tank City uh, this season. And it's and unfortunately, it's going to reflect in the receivers' numbers, especially for fantasy value. I don't think that they're going to be able to, to sustain that for the duration of the season. Right now, I have DK Metcalf at 29, and I have Lockett at 36. Because I think, like what Justin said, Lockett's Lockett's going to be a home runner or, or, or bust. Uh, he, he has a much better connection with, uh, Metcalf. So he's going to get, again, he just got the big deal. So he's going to want to prove his numbers. And so he's going to be, be fed the most. I think the most viable receiver out of all three of them, out of all the receivers that they, that they're going to have is going to be Noah Fant because again, they're, they're not very good quarterbacks. Um, their, their arms aren't particularly too strong. So, Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The best friend is usually the tight end, and they're going to find him down down in the red zone whenever they find that, whenever they break out their uh, GPS. So uh, look for Noah Fant. I have him at 16th at this point. Nick still got the one-liners going. I told you I got them all. All right, he's got a couple. All right, Scott, give us your perspective on the receiving threats in Seattle. I do agree with Nick on something. I do have Fant at 16. All right. So, you know, he's got – He's got some. He's he could be a high end fantasy tight end too. I think you know. I, I like his talent, etc. If Geno Smith does start, I can see a connection developing between the two of them. Uh, the, the off the offense is 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 going to change. Uh, 
I think, uh, you know, because Russell Wilson had a unique style of throwing downfield, but he also wasn't a high percentage middle of the field thrower. So I think what we have to consider is, is and uh, I think Justin touched on this too, the offense is going to change. I have Metcalf at 19 and I have Lockett at 35. Uh, I think when you look at a lot of other good receivers, good receivers don't always have to have a terrific quarterback attached to them and they can still put up very good numbers. And I think that's what we have to consider here. It'll be different for how Metcalf and Lockett get their yards. Instead of going downfield and waiting for the huge home run ball, or not, not waiting for the huge home run or just seeing those pretty moon balls from Russell Wilson that he always hit, especially with Lockett, who he had the terrific chemistry with, obviously. I think you're going to have to look at the receivers creating more on their own to help their quarterback. And it's very possible with guys of the talent of DK Metcalf and then maybe looking at Tyler Lockett in a different light and expect expect him to go downfield, et cetera. Tyler Lockett's very capable of taking a slant and getting yardage after the catch or taking a curl and, you know, maybe dancing around a defensive back. So Lockett's coming at a tremendous value right now. I'm in two super flex drafts, and he went in the 11th round. I have him as a wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four, but you're going to get tremendous value on Lockett in a lot of drafts. A lot of people are making like, like you know, like the quarterback's going to throw three, four completions a game. The, these guys are still going to be relevant. One thing that I would especially disagree about Nick with is if Locke wins the job, he does have a strong arm, and he can get the ball downfield or he will take the chances, and I think that would help the upside of Metcalf and Lockett more fantasy-wise. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, Kev, what do you say on all the receiving threats, sir? Well, it's obvious that you're going to have to downgrade all three of those guys compared to where they might have been a year ago. That's not breaking news whatsoever. But um, – I, I absolutely agree with Scott, though. It depends on who's winning this quarterback competition. Because as he mentioned, Locke, when his arm benefits Metcalf. And so if it goes and it stays the way that it is now, and uh, you know, for the life of me, I hope that's doesn't, it's not the way it's going to turn out. But uh, um, at this point, I've got Metcalf at 18. And then I've got Tyler Lockett at 29. And so I think Scott's also right. Tyler Lockett could have tremendous value if he gets drafted even lower than that, which which is certainly possible because I've seen him ranked lower than almost at the 40 position for, for him. And, and, and Noah Fant, I've got him at tight end number 13 because – they're going to have to dump the ball off, I think, a lot. And he has – there's always one tight end that comes out of nowhere that winds up in the top ten. Schultz from the Cowboys is a classic example of that. And so I think Noah Fant is one of those guys that you can get way later in the draft. You know, you got these guys that are taking Andrews and all these guys early on. You can get Noah Fant later in the draft and get maybe similar production out of him. And if that's what happens, you get a tremendous amount of value from him in that position. And 
I heard uh, Estrix's name mentioned earlier. He's on my taxi squad. I suspect that's where he'll stay all season long. <laughs> I think Scott bring up uh, bring up a great point too with Lockett's value uh, and the fact that we're all thinking, well, you know, he's got to get deep, and who's going to get him that deep ball? Great astute point. I mean, he he is that guy that can take that slant and take it to the house. So great point there. Tyler Lockett does does um, right now, especially great value for your fancy drafts all right guys man we appreciate you we appreciate coming in celebrating all things seattle scott we'll start with you let everyone know where they can subscribe follow and and basically follow all your content all season long thanks a lot having me this was a tremendous amount of fun and uh i'll be glad to come back anytime uh this was a blast uh you guys do a great show and i'm glad to be part of it you can follow me at scotty the king on twitter uh, find my fantasy football rankings at thegameday.com where I do fantasy football and baseball. And, of course, Seahawks.com. Click on the news tab and then go to Fantasy Insider. You will see uh, my my con- fantasy content uh, now for the 11th se- straight season uh, on uh, Seahawks.com. My latest piece is the 12 greatest fantasy Seahawks of all time. Like I said, you know, Kevin, I'm into, I'm into Seahawks. Into Seahawks history, uh, actually, when you brought up that their record against the Dolphins, I thought back to when I was actually at a, a Seahawks Dolphins game in '94, and oh Brian God. Blades on a crossing pattern scored the winning touchdown. I I actually remembered that, and then uh, Jimmy Johnson fired his safety the next day. But <laughs> check check me out at Seahawks.com. I'm gonna have uh, great draft uh, you know advice over there, and of course at thegameday.com. Thanks a lot. Scott, thanks for the great compliments as well. And I assure you, we're going to take you up on that offer, have you back in. Have a very fun guest, to say the least. And let me just share real quickly with you. I The Seahawks game I remember was when Cortez Kennedy knocked out Marino, only for him to get some smelling salts and come back in and wax that candy butt up in Seattle. All right, Kevin. What's Not much the- for the Dolphins <laughs> to brag about in the last 50 years. So That's all I got. It. It's yeah. all I got. All I can hold on to. Yeah. Kev, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow and subscribe all your great stuff? You can always find me on Twitter at Kevin62WILSEA. And that just goes to show you, Scott, how big a CIL fan I am because I got SEA in my Twitter handle. So, all right. So, got that. And uh, I suspect that tomorrow – I'm going to come out with an article on fantasy baseball, and it's going to be uh, highlighting the uh, the biggest uh, guys that are make an impact coming down the stretch in in fantasy baseball. And the players that I'm going to highlight are some of the bigger names out there, like Degrom, Acuna. However, these guys perform is going to have a huge impact on their fantasy teams. So you need to keep an eye out for that. And, uh, of course, on Sunday mornings, I uh, go out there at 11 a.m. Eastern. We're on the Dynasty uh, Football Dynasty Edition show. And then at 8 o'clock Eastern with Nick right there, we do the uh, the, the Belly Up Fantasy Live baseball show. And uh, we're going to have a lot of things to talk about, Nick, with the uh, trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. So you're definitely going to want to check it out. There's a lot of things going on. And uh, fortunately for me, I'm in the middle of a lot of it. All right. Schwarber for MVP. <laughs> all right. So Akuna Matata, all that kind of good stuff. Listen, we got a great show tonight. We appreciate you guys. We're on our last 
stop on our summer vacation tomorrow with the L.A. Rams. Seattle was a great stop, though. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys at another time, hopefully, in the future. We appreciate you, and we... Yeah, say some negative things about the Rams tomorrow, Justin, all right? <laughs> Do that for us Seattle trust guys, me. all right? Trust me, he will. Don't worry. Okay. And we nope. are out. <laughs> And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.